Hello, everybody, and welcome into episode number 217 of the Bible 2021 podcast. We are reading both Psalm 27 and Psalm 28 today, and our focus is on how should we handle our various fears and what is our response when we don't feel like God is hearing our prayers. So we got a couple of Psalms to read today and a lot to talk about. Let's just jump in. As I do remind you to check out our website, Bible2021.com. That's the best way to contact us, ask questions, check out the transcript of every episode, and subscribe to the show. That's bible 2 2021.com. So both of our Psalms today are almost 90% hopeful, and as we've seen, that's not always the case. Sometimes the Psalms are 10% hopeful and 90% despairing, and as we've mentioned before, I find the Psalms to be remarkably genuine and true to life in this way. They reflect the up-and-down nature of our emotions and always call us back to the unchanging bedrock of God's goodness and His care. God is always watching. He's always caring, but we so frequently go through the same kind of emotions that the psalmist did when he wrote, Lord, I call to you, my rock, do not be deaf to me. If you remain silent to me, I will be like those going down to the pit. That's Psalm 28.1. So often we pray and don't feel like God is listening, and our only solution is to keep going forward. The testimony of Scripture is over and over and over again that God moves on His timetable. He has perfect timing, and sometimes Him moving on His proper timetable makes us feel neglected or unheard. But ultimately, that's not what's going on. So how do we respond to these feelings of abandonment and feeling like God is not listening? Well, I think we first need to realize that our feelings are quite transient. They are like the weather during a tumultuous season. They're always changing depending on which way the wind is blowing. The Psalms does not invalidate our feelings. The Psalms are full of up and down feelings being expressed to God, but the Psalms do help us put our feelings in the right perspective. Now, once we've done that, I see two main approaches we should take when we feel like God isn't listening. Number one, keep praying. As Jesus tells us in Luke 18, we should always pray and never give up. And we see this kind of perseverance modeled in Psalm 28, verse 2, which David says, listen to the sound of my pleading when I cry to you for help, when I lift up my hands towards your holy sanctuary. Psalm 27, 8 says, my heart says that this about you. Seek his face. Lord, I will seek your face. So, there's a kind of perseverance in there where we tell our heart to seek God's face no matter what we're feeling. And then number two, I think it's very fair to ask God to hear our prayers, even mentioning our feelings of abandonment. Now, God himself doesn't need reminders to listen to us. He's not up in heaven not paying attention and doing other things. He is paying attention. He misses nothing. But the Psalms are full of these kind of mentionings of, of the psalmist feeling abandoned, which tells me, that those kind of prayers are not only biblical, but very helpful for us to articulate that to God. For instance, Psalm 27, 9, do not hide your face from me. Do not turn away your servant in anger. You've been my helper. Do not leave me or abandon me, God of my salvation. That's a completely legitimate and biblical way to pray. Finally, number three, we should remind ourselves of truth. Truth comes from God's word and what the Bible says about God. Truth doesn't come from our feelings. Now, sometimes our feelings are true. Sometimes they're not true. And sometimes, maybe most of the time, they're a mixed bag of truth and falsehood. 
And we get real truth, bedrock truth, that we can trust from God's Word. And we see David reminding himself of these truths in our various psalms today. Psalm 27.10, Even if my father and mother abandon me, the Lord cares for me. Psalm 27.13, I am certain that I will see the Lord's goodness in the land of the living. Or Psalm 27.14, Wait for the Lord, be strong, and let your heart be courageous. Wait for the Lord. Psalm 28.6, Blessed be the Lord, for he has heard the sound of my pleading. Psalm 28.7, The Lord is my strength and my shield. My heart trusts in him, and I am help. Therefore my heart celebrates, and I give thanks to him with my songs. Psalm 28.8, The Lord is the strength of his people. He is a stronghold of salvation for his anointed. So notice how David, over and over again, when he wavers, when he's feeling these senses of fears or abandonment, he reminds himself of truth. Well, let's read the whole thing. We'll read both of our Psalms, and then we're going to discuss fear a little bit more. Psalm chapter 27, verse 1, The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom should I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Whom should I dread? When evildoers come against me to devour my flesh, my foes and my enemies stumbled and fell. Though an army deploys against me, my heart will not be afraid. Though a war breaks out against me, I will still be confident. I have asked one thing from the Lord. It is what I desire, to dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, gazing on the beauty of the Lord and seeking Him in His temple. For He will conceal me in His shelter in the day of adversity. He will hide me under the cover of His tent. He will set me high on a rock. Then my head will be high above my enemies around me. I will offer sacrifices in his tent with shouts of joy. I will sing and make music to the Lord. Lord, hear my voice when I call. Be gracious to me and answer me. My heart says this about you. Seek his face. Lord, I will seek your face. Do not hide your face from me. Do not turn your servant away in anger. You've been my helper. Do not leave me or abandon me, God of my salvation. Even if my father and mother abandon me, the Lord cares for me. Because of my adversaries, show me your way, Lord, and lead me on a level path. Do not give me over to the will of my foes, for false witnesses rise up against me, breathing violence. I'm certain that I will see the Lord's goodness in the land of the living. Wait for the Lord, be strong, and let your heart be courageous. Wait for the Lord. Psalm 28, verse 1, Lord, I call to you, my rock, do not be deaf to me. If you remain silent to me, I will be like those going down to the pit. Listen to the sound of my pleading. When I cry to you for help, when I lift up my hands towards your holy sanctuary, do not drag me away with the wicked, with the evildoers who speak in friendly ways with their neighbors, While malice is in their heart, repay them according to what they have done, according to the evil of their deeds. Repay them according to the work of their hands. Give them back what they deserve, because they do not consider what the Lord has done or the work of His hands. He will tear them down and not rebuild them. Blessed be the Lord, for He has heard the sound of my pleading. The Lord is my strength and my shield. My heart trusts in Him, and I am helped. Therefore, my heart celebrates, and I give thanks to Him with my song. The Lord is the strength of His people, He is a stronghold of salvation for his anointed. Save your people, bless your possession, shepherd them, and carry them forever. Amen. So fear is a very big focus in Psalm 27, which begins with David saying, The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom should I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Whom should I dread? Though an army deploys against me, my heart will not be afraid. So lest you think that David is showing bravado here, I will remind us that he expresses fear in other places in the Psalms, and it's clear everywhere that his confidence is not in himself. 
So how do we deal with fears when we are inundated with him? Well, I see one great and important reminder here in Psalm 27 that we should question our fears in light of the supreme power and sovereign watch care of God. Ultimately, we are to fear God and God alone and not other things. And when God is our stronghold, then we are secure forever, no matter what happens to our flesh. Here's Martin Lloyd-Jones on where David's confidence comes from in the 27th Psalm and where ours should come from in the 21st century. But the the thing about the psalmist is that he is filled with this spirit of assurance, of rejoicing and praising, all of which is due to the fact that his confidence is not in himself. So the first thing we must always learn in this world, the first great characteristic of us as Christian people, is that we are no longer self-confident. We know the truth about ourselves. Like the Apostle Paul, we realize that we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high or heavenly places, says Ephesians 6.12. We know what we're up against, and we realize our own utter weakness and helplessness. I had fainted unless I had believed to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living, says the psalm, and that is the first point, which is a negative but very important one. If you feel that you are competent to stand up to life and that you can deal with all these things that are set against you, you are the simplest novice and ignoramus. (laughs) You do not really understand the problems and do not understand yourself. This man in the Psalms' confidence is not based on himself, and he makes it quite plain as to what the source of his confidence is. It is the Lord. This is always the distinguishing mark of a Christian. Our confidence is entirely and altogether in the Lord. The psalmist brings this out in a tremendous manner when he says, The Lord is my light and my salvation. He starts with the Lord, and how does he end? Wait, I say, on the Lord. He begins with him and he ends with him. Altogether in this psalm of just 14 verses, he mentions the name of the Lord 13 times. Six times in the first section, four in the second, and three times in the third. Which, of course, gives us a model for what our focus should be on when we are afraid. Well, let's close with our Bible memory verses for the month of August. 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 6, love is patient, love is kind. Love does not envy, it is not boastful, is not arrogant, is not rude, is not self-seeking, is not irritable, and does not keep a record of wrongs. Love finds no joy in unrighteousness, but rejoices in the truth. It bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Well, friends, may you and I walk in the kind of love, the only kind of love that is patient, kind, not envious or boastful or arrogant or rude or self-seeking. Good day to you and Godspeed.